We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Bart Winkler Show podcast. Well, that's what I should have called it. I am broadcasting today on the Dan Shaney video stream, and the background is the Happy Place Hemp locale, which I will be at this week, meeting my guys Chris and Rob, uh, getting a reload on some of the Delta 8s, the Delta 9s, talking about what they've got. I just want to tell you guys that there's a promo code. If you haven't heard about it, it's Bart. Uh, Get you 25% off every single product that they have, every single thing on that shelf, except for the Statue of the Night, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're not, well, people are like, how can we help the show? And I'm like, watch it on YouTube and click on the ads and download every day from nine different computers. That's <laughs> all. It's just, just, just real light work for you like that. Paul Emig, Grant Bills. I did promise everyone an episode where Ryan Horvath and I win-loss the Packers schedule. That episode is still in the can. And it will premiere this week. That's going to be electric. So uh, it was electric. Um, I don't know if that was. We ripped on, you know, somebody that we shouldn't have. But I don't remember who. But (laughs) that'll be coming up later this week. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, With these two nasty boys. What's up, guys? Oh, I (laughs) nasty guys that got some play in my group chat this week. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck? I call me and my son us two nasty guys. <laughs> Paul and all of his buddies are ripping on me. We're not ripping. We're we're like just taking it and using it as like names of leagues, like just us nasty guys. That's that's an insult, Paul. That's I didn't do on. it. That's ripping on me. Okay, Brad. Okay, change the name. You heard it. Okay. No, right. Brad's fine. Okay. Brad um, and Baton Rouge. Okay. Anyways. Yes, Brad and Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We're most of my fan my fan base. Friendship base. That's been for a reference. That's been Cone Roller's uh, nickname when he's called into certain radio shows. Is that when he gets into like telling John Coon about the Bart Winkler show? Like, is that that? Yeah. Brad CBS not too long ago. Cone did. You know what I'll say about Cone Roller? Um, In terms of a contributor to the show, like I think he does a really good job of asking things that he knows will elicit a response. Um, I think that Tony in Texas used to be good at that. And and Tony's kind of, 
Well, no, that used to be Tony's kind of, you know, made it about his AAU team. It's good. It's giving giving back. Tony Which I'm makes, interested uh, in that. Tony makes comments about women all the time when he calls my show just to like get people listening, wondering what the hell his deal is. Yeah. Like, no, like, Tony, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, they, you know, Tony is evolved into a new role, which is good. I think that Cone Roller, as someone who's seen his face, Cone Roller could make millions of dollars if he went all in to be a Fox News host. He would be the, I've never met a person on planet Earth who could do that job better. And probably not believe a single word that he's. He would be unbelievable at that job. He would be good. Yeah. He would be insanely good at that job. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Tony in Texas has been a Dallas Stars fan for more than two weeks. I'm gonna say, mm-mm. <laughs> mm-mm. he was where he was rocking his stuff the other night. All right, enough love to all you uh, beautiful women and smart and good-looking listeners. Worst tagline ever. Uh, Paul, what do you got for us? I, I have a couple. I'm very excited about, but I want to start in the lukewarm territory just to kind of get us warmed up. And because I don't know the answer to this and I'm always asking ones I'm curious about little foreplay. Yeah, exactly. We can't just jump right in to the heavy, heavy. Eventually you you can after time. We're still getting to know each other. Okay. Okay. Um, You let's take, take a zoomed out lens of the whole bucks off season so far, which feels like it's been going on forever. You like the way the bucks have gone about this coaching situation in the off season. So you can include any and everything about said coaching situation that you want from the timing of the dismissal to the dismissal itself to the candidates they brought in. Take it wherever you want. You like the way the Bucks have gone about the coaching situation this offseason. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Well, with the understanding we don't know everything. Yep. I'll still say mm-mm. Um, and it hasn't been to their, like, I actually don't like when teams are – in search of a coach and then they'll tweet out like we have just interviewed this guy you know right. it, fe- it feels like like teams like the bears and panthers and you know they do that the the packers and the cowboys they they don't do that jim irsay always does that for the Colts. it's always like we have just jim irsay like mm-hmm. takes video of ron rivera taking a shit and being like hey ron rivera's here interviewing ron rivera just dumped out and, yeah uh... isn't that cool Hey, we just we just uh, interviewed Jim Caldwell for no reason. Um, well, for one reason, but yeah, he was a coach with the Colts, right? He mm-hmm. was there. Yeah, he was the Lions. Very you know, good one with the Lions as well. People forget. You know, he's from Detroit, Wisconsin. What is it? He's from Beloit. Oh, okay. I didn't know that people called it that. I didn't either. I've never heard that before. Detroit. That's no. so funny. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Um, okay. He, uh, I, I, they haven't leaked anything. They, they are though. I mean, obviously they're leaking to Woj, they're leaking, le- leaking to Shams. Well, I don't like it. It, it makes it look like they don't know what they're doing. I mean, I understand, a- I understand the process of, Hey, we just want to gather as much Intel as we can. This is a great opportunity for 10 to 20 different people to give us their thoughts on what we're doing. What a great like, what a great opportunity that you don't normally get, especially at this point in a superstar's career. Mm-hmm. But when we're seeing names like Mark Jackson, I mean, we don't need to, we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to give friends or not. Like, does Jim yeah. Irsay want his autograph? What are we doing? We don't need that. Um, and you know, it's like if if I was on sports radio, 
uh, as a four-hour show, a good chunk of that would be asking people if they want Bud back. Like that, that would get called. That would, that would, that's what I would be talking about. I mean, hopefully, well, full knowing that that's a dumb discussion. Be a great I don't discussion. think it is a dumb discussion. It'd be a great discussion. It's obviously not going to happen. Like we're not saying would it be realistic and should they? You're what saying- I said yesterday was if they're if the Bucks didn't have a coach or like they just started from scratch, would they? And you yeah. looked at all the all the possibilities. Is Bud not a top candidate? He's a top five candidate. Top they five. They hired a guy without knowing who's next, which is fine. But now that they're out in the world, they 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 got nobody. I, I don't. Yeah. We'll see. Someone there. There's the right choice out there. We don't know what it is, but the perception, Paul, is that they don't know what the hell they're doing. Grant. Are you saying mm-mm, Bart? I'm saying mm-mm. I'm not like keen on it. You've given you've given all the 19 year olds the chance to freak out that daddy's not coming home. Yeah. I don't know what that meant, but it meant something. It meant something to me. Uh, I'll actually say up until this point, mm-hmm. I like that they fired Bud. You know, because we, we've we complained with the Packers and we complained for years that they dragged their feet with McCarthy or this team or this program dragged their feet. I, I kind of like the stories of back during the title run in 2021 when they got blown up by the Nets in game two by 40 or whatever. Like, I like that anecdote in that story of Mark Lazary coming into the locker room and being like, hey, what what's up? Like, Hey, like, what is the problem? You know what I mean? Like, I like that this ownership is like, we're paying a ton of money. There's high expectations here. Like what's going on. So I I like that the pressure is there from, from ownership. And I think firing Bud was a part of that. I don't mind that they're interviewing a bunch of people. Mark Jackson was kind of weird, but whatever. If you want a chance to catch up with Mark Jackson and you can ask him questions about the bucks, why not? I like that. They're talking to assistant coaches. Like why not interview a son's assistant coach while you're also interviewing Monty, because then you can pick that assistant's brain on what Monty's good at, what it, what's, what's the Suns staff like? Like you can get a, a more holistic look. I think it's probably going to be Monty. I don't love oh, that. I don't want Monty at all. Wait, I don't if, you, if, you, if you had even odds across the board, you would put it on Monty to be the next coach. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Why? I. I guess that's the. I, I guess I can't argue that that's probably the smart money. I keep seeing this like ag- uh, aggressively pursuing, attached to the Monty Williams thing, but like, uh, I mean, he's a great dude. Everyone loves him. I so I guess if this is like a, if they feel the locker room needs to be like soothed over by like a super likable dude, like if that's the, we don't because Bart, you started this by saying we don't know what we don't know. We only know what's publicly available. If there's like this. Is our culture about to go bad vibe? Monty Williams is a, well, except for DeAndre Ayton, who would tell you that Monty Williams but, is not a good guy. But but the thing is on Monty, like I used to think in my mind, like Jay Crowder didn't want to play for him. That might be a Jay Crowder problem. And DeAndre Ayton might not want to play for anybody. So maybe I maybe I we shouldn't hold that against Monty too much. It, it, it's a thing, but is it like a, right, yeah. I don't want anyone that was in the Bucks locker room after they won the championship to be. I think that's such an L. And and people who look back on that like that was a class act. No, it wasn't. Like that was weird, and that shouldn't have. Yeah, happened. that was weird. But I'm still conflicted. Like, didn't Giannis tell him to come in? I don't. I think he, I think he asked if he could, and Giannis gave the green light. Right. But then you look at like the staffers in the picture. They're like, 
Why is this? Yeah, guy well, I, I mean, again, I, I don't I don't know how calculated of a person Monty Williams is. He seems super sincere. Like he seems like a guy you'd want to be around your you know your family, your team, your your staff. So I don't know if it was like a calculated thing, like but if family. you want to take that, if you want to think of it as a calculated move, because the NBA, like most of life, is about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a great move for Monty Williams' future employment possibilities, right? It was. It just was. It was a smart – if I was like his PR dude, I'd be like, way to go. That was smart. That was good. Good job. That was smart. Uh, maybe that, I mean, he seems like a you know, very sincere person, so it might have nothing to do with it. But it was a smart move by Monty Williams to get, his, to get himself in that locker room. We all remember it. I don't know, just based on what I've heard, and I don't have sources, sources, but I have, yeah, I have, I have friends. It is, it seems like it's Monty. It seems like it's going to be Monty. You're claiming you have not sources, but friends. Eh, I don't, I don't know. I know, I know people who work places and do things. I know Grant is not not the type to do this and say this without some pretty decent knowledge. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, I mean, you're not here. You're not here to like be verbose about like what, how much. Oh, look no. how much I know. No. So now I'm like, oh shit, they're hiring Monty Williams. Like I, I, I probably Monty. because you don't do this, Grant. Hey, I have a lot of stock in what you just said, man. No, I got someone that told me something. And now I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, I don't. I don't we're really. Having a, we're having a source off, Monty, but it seems that way. I've also heard that uh, Giannis is interested in a former player as the coach. They like Ty Lue a lot. Well, how could you not? Ty Where Lue are you coming fun. with this? I, I work in this. I've done this job for a while now. I, You know me. I'm a mover. I reach out to a lot of people. I've, I have heard Monty Williams is probably the guy, but don't sleep on Ty Lue because if they find a way to do that, and maybe that's – if you know the former player – Maybe that. See, this is what you do. You bring information together. You draw conclusions. I, I just want to be very clear. Monty Williams is fine. Ty Lu is a stud, 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 stud head coach. Mm-hmm. How would they? I mean, they'd have to. They'd have to trade for him for one. Unless, unless Ty Lu doesn't want to be there, and they. Can't but even then, you're still like, talking about like some sort of like where the Bucks would pay the. Clippers and Steve Ballmer doesn't give a shit about like five million dollars, you know, like mm-hmm. the owner of the Clippers. He doesn't need the money. <laughs> like the dude is a like insanely multi billionaire. Um, doesn't care about money. So I don't, I don't know what would incentivize the, unless Kawhi or Paul George were to say something. But if they're saying something, that would seem odd considering it's their injuries for the reason that Ty Lue's not coaching any further. Anyway, Grant, I'm like, wow, Monty Can Williams. You- I mean, th- no, no, no. This is like. This is big. Can we just say that, like, that's what everyone's saying. Look at Twitter. We, we got every we got every Jamoke who writes an NBA yeah, column but, under the sun. Oh, you're, yeah, but you're not Monty, sourcing Twitter. Monty, you're, Monty, you're, Williams, Monty Williams makes a lot of sense. He doesn't. He has a worse playoff record than Bud, and yet everyone's like, He's the oh, one Bud. guy Bud outcoached. That's, that's what I'm saying. And, and I don't know if we're going to talk more about this, Paul, but, like, Monty Williams pulled the Bud in the finals, went up 2-0, looked great, and then couldn't win another game. And well, then the last two years... What, what what would we have said if the Bucks did in the last two years what the Suns did in elimination games? We'd say, well, Monty didn't have his team ready to play. They didn't, sure. have, his, he didn't have his team fired yeah. up to play. Like, that's what we would say. So it's it's hard for me to watch the last couple of years, but players seem to really love him, and 
He's really respected. So I'm not going to add everyone, everyone. Everyone's saying Monty, even though. Yeah, but you're taking a different approach with your Monty's. A um, couple things I would say. Uh, Chris Quinn was interviewed on Monday. The the, mm-hmm. Spol- the Spolster assistant. The you know what he, he? You know what you know what Chris Quinn is, other than a Spolster assistant, a former player. So I don't know. I mean, so Chris Quinn played you know many several years in the league. Um, He's Bart's age. I don't want anybody that I learned about in the last week. Here's the thing. If you've watched the Heat, though, you know who Chris Quinn is. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I didn't know what he looked like. I looked him up and, like, who, which one's Chris Quinn? And then I looked up who Chris Quinn was, and I was like, oh, that guy. Like, the guy who's always next to Spolstra. Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about coaching trees. Popovich was the coaching tree guy. It's where, obviously, Bud and many others came from. Dude, just, like, plucks Spolstra assistants. There's Eric Spolstra, then there's like a, a big gap, and then there's like the next four guys. Ty Lu is in that group, and then there's a group where like 25 head coaches don't matter. Yes. If I'm plucking from a coaching tree, like it's Eric Spolstra's. So I don't know shit about Chris Quinn. I know he's a former player. I know he's a Spolstra assistant. I'm I'm intrigued by that to say you know at the very least. Um, we can talk uh, more about this on a future episode. Is you see here, we are woefully late for a break. <laughs> um, so all this to say, uh, you like the way the Bucks have gone about the offseason so far with the coaching situation? I'll say, mm-hmm. It's, uh, there's, mm-hmm. I don't love it. I'm okay with it. Like, I, they're clearly the ones who are telling Woj and Shams, hey, like Mark Jackson, hey, Chris Quinn, hey, Monty Williams. But I, I guess I'm okay with the no stone unturned thing, except for Mark Jackson, which I did see. I did see a tweet. I don't know who it was from, but um, so Mark, what's your defensive philosophy? Hand down, man down. I I don't know who wrote that tweet, but I saw it, and it's going to stick in my head for a long time. All right, hand go ahead. Down, man down. We are woefully late for a break. Yes, let's do this. More coming up next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Bart Winkler Show. Paul Emig, Grant Bills. I'm coming at you. uh... (laughs) You dick. I didn't do that on purpose. (laughs) I'm coming at you from the Happy Place Hemp Studio Background Studios. I got all the tinctures, and I don't know if I talk enough about the body bombs. That's what I'm going to quiz Chris and Rob on when I go in there this week. I've used them before, you know, 
your wrist a little sore. Uh, like I said, after guys, Martha Stewart, mm-hmm, or mm-mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, she's 80. 80. I don't give a shit. Uh, 25 is the number I care about, and that's the percent off that you get at Happy Place Hemp. Happyplacehemp.com. Again, you can see the beautiful background on the Dan Shaney Insurance stream as he brings you the uh, streaming portion of the show, and we thank Dan for that. Check out Dan at danshaney.com. I got Grant here. I got Paul here. Let's talk some uh, whatever, Paul. I don't know. I'm prepped for this one. What's up? Okay, so... I was, I think you might have referenced this without saying my name in what I heard on Monday's episode of your podcast. And I don't know if there are others who did this. So maybe I wasn't alone in, in saying this. I, I will say like, there are things that my favorite sports teams can do that would make me out on them. Oh, you said you were out on Mark Jackson. But I would be out. I would have like, I'm, I'm already pretty much. I did reference you. Yeah. Thank you for not saying my name. You wanted to wait until our episode. Um, I do like the Orlando Magic. I would probably just be a Magic fan. But so my, my question to you is, there is something your favorite teams, presumably Bucks, Brewers, Packers, could do that would make you out on them. Now, it doesn't mean forever and ever and ever. Like, let's say they hire my jet, Mark Jackson, three years later, he's gone. And so you're like, okay, I'm back. But even in the temporary, even in the interim of that decision being made, uh, I thought I was going to lose the air for a second. Um, there is something that your favorite teams could do that would make you temporarily out on them. That thing exists. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I'll go first on this one. Firing Craig Council, I'd be out, at least for a stretch. Hmm. But the Brewers will never do that. So, But you'd come back. I'd come back. Yeah. Is there something that they can do that you would be out forever? I would say move. Move. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, it's, I still – it's weird that the Raiders moved. And, like, some Oakland fans are like, fuck you. But a lot of them are like, eh, we still like the Raiders. Well, they still have the Giants. So – Yeah, they, they still have a, a barrier team. Uh, is there something that they could do? Well, I was first, uh, people forget, on the protesting because I don't like when Pfizer went from Miller to Bud Light. So I was first on that. That's true. Um, so uh, promoting Bud Light, I was mad about. I think that's only a one-year contract. I have a friend who works in the beverage sales industry. So they're going back to Miller. Well, I think it's I think it's year to year. Well, okay, okay, it's year, year to year. Like how you know what the biggest bullshit in sports is? Sports media. What's that? CBS and Augusta. That's year to year. The Masters has to be like. Cordis, I fucking hate that. I love them. I fucking hate it though. That's what makes it great. Um, uh, oh, can I p- plug something for my show coming up this week? Speaking of golf, really quick, this is I'm very excited about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my bestest high school friends works as a grounds crew member or a, a landscaper at Oak Hill, which is where the PGA championship is this weekend. So I'm having him on to talk about groundskeeper things and getting the course ready. See, I find there's more value in that kind of interview than having Ben Knuckle Dick on from the Golf Network. Golfdigest.net. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you're right about... Unless it's a pro like Gary D'Amato, then you're in good hands. Moving, I'd be out. Firing Gary D'Amato on. I'd be out. Or Andy North. My grandpa golfed with Andy North. 
back in the Everyone's day. Everyone's grandpa golf with Andy North. Okay, well that's okay. You didn't need to re- you didn't need to say it like that. It's just I don't know. I don't I don't have any. Andy golf North used to play. show up at par threes and be like, "You need a third? <sighs> well, that's what golfers should do. You're always looking to get a club in your hand. So I respect that from Andy North. I, I don't what know. What did the Bucks do? I mean, they got Jimmy Haslam. I'm still here. That'd be such a stupid thing to. Okay, so on. I know. How, I agree. how like how difficult would it be though? For example, like. I'm just trying to think of players. So for me, it's like Mark Jackson. Like, I'd, what it would be more so about Mark Jackson, like, oh, the team I like is run by idiots. I don't want to cheer for a dumb team. Because if I mean, you're people like, hey, said they were out on the <laughs> NFL when Rodgers and those guys were bucking arms, they're still here. For you, like, we can stick this to the three of us. So, like, I would, it would, it's kind of about Mark Jackson, but it's more about, like, okay, like, I don't want to cheer for this team that's, you know, dumb. But what about are there any players like if you're a Cleveland Browns fan no. and they and they hold on and they give away like the biggest contract in NFL history, fully guaranteed all these draft picks for Deshaun Watson. And now you have to like cheer for Deshaun Watson for the next six to seven years and your kids have to they're going to ask for Deshaun Watson jerseys. Like mm-hmm. I would feel very bad for a, a Cleveland Browns fan to like, you know, ha- like that would that would suck. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, um. There's just there. Are, so any are there any players? Are there any like owners? Are there any like your boy no, Elon? We talked about, about this once. Like your, your boy Elon buys, buys the Brewers and brings a mega payroll with him. Like, is there anything your teams? Could oh, do? If Elon bought the team. Oh fuck! Uh, wow, that's a good one. <clears throat> Thank you. Hmm. It could be a coach. It could be a player. It could be an ownership change. Like, short of moving, is there anything that would make you out? I don't know. I mean, uh, like you say, Deshaun, I remember when the Packers, we thought they might draft Joe Mixon and he did these horrible things. And I didn't want them to draft him because they didn't want to talk about it and then root for him. But we suck and we're so descent. We're like, we're so seven years later, we don't care. Paul, WWE, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to Saudi Arabia for the first time ever. They are? Yeah. They're defending the belts against Solo and Roman. That feels like a really important conversation that may not be right. Dottie's like, they didn't want Syrians to ever come there. And then uh, Sammy's, well, he's born in Canada, but anyway. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I like eventually things, I don't, I I just, I don't know that there's a thing, like there's a thing that could happen that might disgust me. And I'd be like, I don't like this. But eventually, they are my teams. And so I don't – I can't fathom one that even after, like, initial disgust, I would I would quit the team. I'm not going to quit the team if they get a coach I don't like. I'm not going to quit the team if they get a bad person. I, I just – they're still my team. I don't know – I don't know what it would take other than moving. Grant, there's something that could happen that would have you be out – on one of your favorite teams. Probably, but I I can't think of it. I was trying to think of a player or an owner. It's kind of it makes it easier that the Packers don't have an owner. Well, other than us, of course. Bart and I are both shareholders, but I do I do like that. Because like we don't have some creepy old billionaire who we have to like deal with. I just you know? saw like the NFL just cut hundreds of jobs. On the same because because of like the reality, did you see this? The reality of 2023's economic climate. So they fired a whole bunch of people on yeah. the same day that they 
gave a hundred, what did $110 million for one playoff game to Peacock? Yeah. Like, th- like that would like, that's an ownership decision. Like that's Goodell, but who does Goodell work for the owners? Yes. I'm with you. I'm glad the Packers don't have a traditional owner because that kind of stuff is just gross. So that makes it easier, right? Mm-hmm. Because you don't have some old rich guy who can say, damn it, I want this. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, mm-hmm. which is like good. what's happening with the Suns right now for better. Totally. So Ishbia comes in and it's just like, I don't care what we give up. We're getting Kevin Durant. Oh, I'm disappointed in our exit. Got to fire the coach. Yeah. I, I don't want that to happen. Which I don't inherently disagree with either decision. Oh, they gave up to I, Like you guys ever thought, well, if I, if I were to buy a team, if, if, <laughs> if I bought a team, I would never, like, I feel like I would take a year or two and just like, I'm just, I'm here. I'm going to get a feel. Well, for if game. I bought a team, they'd be called the Milwaukee Barts within 15 fucking minutes. So we're yeah, opposite but, ends of that spectrum. But, but Grant, we can't possibly know what it's like to constantly have everyone say yes to you. And I think that's where like an Ishbia comes in and he's he hasn't been said no to in a long time. So n- who's going to start now, right? True. Like, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. So wait, so what would you're thinking I, about it? You're, you're I'm, contemplating. I'm sure mm-hmm, because I'm, I'm not – I'm not loyal to a, a fault, but I, I I can't think of what that situation would be. But mm-hmm, there would be things that would get me out on a team for sure. Yeah, I'm. I, I sway my loyalties in in wrestling, in sports, and other things. Like it doesn't take a whole lot for me to be like, all right. No shit. Gonna... It sounds like you want to move to Orlando and buy season tickets for the Magic for some reason. Yeah, no shit. Because Orlando is where. Guess what? Guess what's in Orlando? Well, I know Disney's there. Oh, Disney World and the magic. Paul, and Mickey Mouse ain't the fucking point guard. <laughs> no, but you know who is? Markel Fultz, who was part of the process. Yes. They could have had Jason Tatum instead of. They so you like, do you like the Mighty Ducks or the Ducks? You got to like the Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks? Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that, yeah that's like secondary because like Disneyland, Disney World. But they were they were made off a of Disney team just like. The whole reason the Raptors are the Raptors is because Jurassic Park was popular at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen the Anaheim Ducks live in Anaheim and bought myself an Anaheim Ducks sweatshirt. So, yeah, I do. I have something that I'd like to bring up, please. Other than the fact that on tomorrow's show, I have some more Carl's Place voicemails to play. 402-915-BART. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Great golf simulators. And you know what? They got swag. Like shirts. Did I show you this koozie? Carl's place. That's nice. Um, I told someone this week a phrase that I've always despised hearing from listeners. And I do think like there's an evolution of me as a sports fan. Grant, can you guess? Well, what did what were you responding to? Then let me see if I can guess what it was. No, I was was talking to someone else. Yeah, yeah, but like someone said something to get you to say this thing. So what did that person tell you? How did they set you up? Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, Okay, yeah, but I'm evolving as a... They said Mm -hmm. something about... All right, so I was texting with Matt Pauly. Okay. After we did our interview and then the Monday night game. And I text him a gif of council, like being like, oh, you know. Yep. And he says, man, it's just, it's a bummer. I still care about a lot of people that like the Brewers. 
So it's a bummer to see this kind of game. And then I said, I feel like they've become a get me to football season type of team. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Brewers fans have just gotten, and it's funny. Like the defeatist bit is, is funny. Like the, no, it's not. I, it's, I, I, this is me not being in it every day. Like Paul, we've talked about this. If you got to cover the team, you like you you inherently root for them less. Yeah, totally. But now that I'm not around the Brewers every day, like the next two weeks, every other night is going to be an NBA game. I'm watching that. Yes, yeah, sure. same. <clears throat> that's that's one of the reasons I'm trying to do these Monday shows to you know get force myself to get back. Not like I don't like the Brewers. I'm wearing a Brewers hat. I want to go take my son to games. I I would be there. You know falling asleep in the third row at playoff games if that's what happened. But <laughs> the day in and day out, I've talked about this a little bit. I just, I love, like, I love, I love football so fucking much. I watched the XFL game start to finish Saturday. That's psychotic. That's Didn't watch the Brewers. I I get it. And I, I feel bad, like, I feel bad about this. I turned I the game off last night at 4 nothing. I do think Major League Baseball with 162 games is the type of thing that you you either are in or you're comfortable checking in once a week. And I'm not comfortable checking in once a week. I do lose fandom if I'm not like deep into the weeds of what's going on. So that might be what you're experiencing. Also, it's it's tough a little bit, just a little bit when the Brewers are on the road and rock is not on my TV. Like, yeah. I, oh, I think gonna, Levering is. I think Levering is terrific. He could be the Brewers' number one tomorrow, and I like. I love Brad Anderson, but I would. I would be just fine with that. I think he's great. But and this is nothing against Vinny Rotino or Tim Diller or I, like I don't know who else. But I'm like, oh, well, if Rock isn't here, I don't. Part of, part of why I love the Brewers, even on the crummy Monday night game when they're down seven or eight to nothing, is I can expect those those Rockisms. You know, an umpire misses a call, and Rock says that's just terrible. Or they botch a replay, and you, why even? Why even have replay? Like those are those are the things. And when Rock isn't there, I I miss. It's I not miss the those same. Things. Yeah, we're gonna are we gonna do this? I, I I almost did the topic. Um, you know, Grant, I was thinking about this. Uh, like you, when when we were discussing NFL broadcasters and NBA mm-hmm. broadcasters, yeah, you like the establishment guys, the guys who have been there for a long time, because. Yeah. They've all like at your age, they've always been the voice of the thing. And so it always kind of feels like from from my perspective that the new guys are more like of your like, they're you know, you're still younger than them. But like, it's harder to get into them because you didn't grow up with the voice. Like there's something true. there for you. And I'm sure that was true of oldies like me and Bart 14 years ago when when we were your age. But like, I, I do think there's something to that where there's it's almost part of your it's part of your experience is like, like I know people who like part of the experience of a Packers game is Buck and Aikman, you know, because for a long time there, it was Buck and Aikman, Buck and Aikman, Buck and Aikman, where it's like, wait, something's different about this game. I don't, I don't, I can't put my finger on what it is. Oh, you're not hearing the voice. Like there, that's what's different. Like, and so I just, I don't know. I'm I'm not trying to like 
you know, psychoanalyze. Maybe, but, maybe I'm, maybe I'm part of the problem. You know, Bar for years has said people in the state they listen to whoever's been on the longest and whoever their parents listen to. Maybe I, at age I mean, 25, have become that part of the problem. I've become that person. I, I just think it's a normal thing. I don't think it makes you an outlier. I think it makes you part of like that's you're more accepting of that they know what they think, like that they know their stuff. Yeah. Well, and like Bart, you get this too. Like it's it's tough when when you don't have a four hour radio show to do, or like I only do two hours. So if I'm going to talk about NBA playoffs tonight, we did Brewers last night. I knew watching last night's game, especially once they were down four to nothing. I'm like, there's not really a whole lot I'm going to say about this tomorrow. So I don't have the motivation that oh, in the sixth inning when Bryce Terang was up three to one in the count and he was swinging away when they desperately needed base runners like that. That's not that moment. And, and the content that that moment could turn into isn't valuable to me. Cause I don't I almost felt like I had to, I always thought that the people that listen to the show, you couldn't get anything past them in terms of the brewers. Like they were watching 162 games and then I had to keep up the frames. Yep. Frames sure. Every, like every play this, even when this motherfucker's not watching the games, he like knows. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a Brewers hardcore. And it'd be so. like, oh, the third inning, uh, that pitch from uh, Kyle Loesch. I'd be like, I'd be like, <laughs> I was I was watching NXT. <laughs> you know? That was uh, that was me with Badger. Ba- Sometimes your listeners hold you accountable. Like that was me with Badgers basketball this last year. But then I, at, at certain point, I I got to the point where I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to know. Like I know enough. I don't yeah. need to know the ins and outs of everything. I don't like. There's like. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't want to get down that road. I'm just saying that I'm a little disappointed or kind of surprised at myself uh, that I'm not as into the brewers as I've been in years past. Paul. Okay. Well, I, I, it's such a good segue to do a brewers Christian Yelich question. One that's maybe not quite what you expected, but I really want to do a bucks question. You want me to take the natural segue or can I ask my, my last bucks question? I mean, I'm not doing air checks on these shows. Do whatever <sighs> you want. Grant, you have an opinion? You're in charge here, Paul. I don't like being in charge. Okay. Um, I, I have to – I did see, though I'm not on Twitter as much, and it's been good for me, I did see you, Grant, chiming in on this Nate Jones trade idea for Drew Holiday and the Warriors. Ah, yes. And I don't know. I think you were being sarcastic. Thank you. Uh, I I enjoyed how I think you referred to Buck's film room as if their first name was film. Oh, I love doing that to him. I, I like that. Um, but I wanted to have like a real, we did the Chris Middleton trade ideas last week. Yeah. Yeah. I just call him film. He's like, yeah. he's like, I was just doing that to like, see what you'd say film. Cause I have him on the show. For, he lives in lacrosse. Like I know <laughs> it. I see him at the wine mm-hmm. stuff and he like, he comes on our news station because he's he does like a lot of local he's in a lot of local programs and stuff for his job. So I like having him on and then just calling him film. His name so is I, wanna, Brian, but I call him film. I like when his, I, I prefer film. It's more memorable. Um, so I want to play the Chris Middleton game we played last week. where I breaking news about a Bucks trade. Ooh. And you might have this one was rumored uh, yesterday. So you might be like, oh, uh, this one was rumored. All right. Ready? Uh, breaking news, guys! If I could uh, interrupt this conversation about the best Brewers play-by-play or or broadcast guy, Milwaukee Bucks have made a big trade. Drew Middleton is heading to the Golden. Drew State Middleton. Board. Drew Middleton. It's both. No, sorry, Drew. Holiday. <laughs> You're right. I'm so glad you called me out on that. Drew Holiday. This is how this is how real the news is. You can tell. Drew Holiday has been traded to the Golden State Warriors. Drew Holiday has. 
What? My Warriors? To your Warriors. So you get to keep cheering for Drew Holiday. We got Drew? Oh. All right. Here's what's coming back. Jordan Poole, Kaminga, and Moses Moody. Who's mine? You like this? You like this deal for the Bucks? They got Moody, Poole, and Kaminga. Good deal for the Bucks in exchange for Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, huge W for the for both. For both. Okay. You're you're such a perfect guy to ask this question to Bart, given your your fandoms. So go ahead. Well, actually, I don't. Okay, so the Warriors, I think, the two timelines thing, the varsity JV thing, blow it up. That's over. They're not doing that anymore. Right. They, they can't. Do you regret it, or do you think it was good process that just didn't happen? Just happened not to work out. What, like the Sixers? <laughs> yeah. Well, we, they, I mean, yeah. they they traded the number two overall pick for one that like six cents on the dollar because Wiseman. Plus a bunch of stuff just to get Gary Payton. I saw you. First of all, I saw you talk to Matt Moore's article where he's trying to like defend the Sixers. Yeah, I can't with Matt Moore right now. Fine, I, he's but a I, Nuggets but I, guy. He's I, a Nuggets guy, and he's he's taking everything so personal. I just I agree with the idea that like I was listening to WIP on Sunday, and all the, the idea of the process was fine. It's the problem was sure the Sixers fucked it up. Yes. Everything they could have done wrong, they did wrong. They quit on veterans too soon, like Horford and Jimmy. They drafted shit. Uh, well, Tyrese Maxey was a great pick. But Tyrese, but and I said this yesterday, Tyrese Maxey was like the 21st overall pick. So he That's wasn't like, he wasn't yeah. process. He was just a middle first round pick that they okay. had. And they throw it all behind Embiid. Like Embiid, if he had the career that Giannis, like, I don't know, Giannis. He's never been to an Eastern Conference Finals. I feel like I've been the only one that's been saying that for years. Mm-hmm. Finally, people are like, oh, shit, he sucks. I loved Ben Kenny's tweet. I referenced that. Where I heard like, that on yesterday's show. That was What did he say again? He's like, leave it to me to think a group of absolute losers wouldn't lose or something like that. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, we we all. <clears throat> so I, I think they like the Sixers. I don't care about them and. Their fans, you know, whatever, but I like feel for them because they we got were prepared to root for them, which should yeah. tell you all you need to know about this year's NBA playoffs. Yeah, we were prepared to root for them. Um, the trade though, with the trade, so the two timelines thing is scrapped. Yep, I think what's gonna happen is, and I did not talk to my brother about this, I just want to be clear that I've got no information on this, and even if I tried. I've I've made it like I've have I ever broken anything Warriors? No, no. no. He tells me jack shit because he knows Grant what bro- I'll do. With Grant, Grant broke more news on this show about the the new hiring. Well, of at Bucks least the prospect of news. Monty but if if all of a sudden I ever said like, yeah, I I don't think the Warriors are into Kaminga, then you'd be like, well, that's the most traceable fucking source of all goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, I don't I don't know any of this. It might have come from Clay Thompson, guest of show, friend of show. I'm, I'm also thinking that maybe they're not that into Kaminga, given that he barely played when that too. they needed good guys. But I was reading an article about Bob Myers, their GM, and how he really doesn't know and says it's 50-50 what he's going to do, either come back for more or retire or go somewhere else. <clears throat> Bob Myers, I feel, needs to go somewhere else because all he would be coming back to is breaking up the thing that he built 
and that would be painful and hard for him. There's no, like, no one's going to look. I don't think it's worth for Bob Myers uh, on the Warriors postgame show here. I don't think it's worth Bob Myers coming back, dismantling this, and then, like, rebuilding something new and being like, look what I did. No, because you've, like, grown up with Draymond. Like, you've watched these guys you and Clay, and it, I just don't think that he needs to come back to that. So if there's a different GM. John Hammond, perhaps. They won't give a – they won't – like, they'll be like, thank you. We need to do something new. Um, a lot of it's going to depend on, like, Steph, do you think we should bring these guys back, or what do you three think about the future? Like, I think the Warriors at this point – They've won four and eight, and we've talked about this with the Bucs, where after they won a title, bringing back everybody, you know, I, I don't know what the right option is, but th- this is we, we just won a title, so let's keep doing it. I think the Warriors are correct that they have championship guys, not championship players, um, at least in that realm. So to get to the trade, what Drew would do is they need a point guard that can, like, be a change of pace guy. Steph said that. Yep. Drew can, like, get to the bucket. And not that Steph can't, but it felt like every time Steph was, LeBron was just sitting there waiting to block the shit out of him to outer space. Which is yeah. not the case against the Kings. He he got to the rim and made everything against the Kings. The but Lakers, the especially in game one, the block party they had on the Warriors, I've never seen anything like it. It was insane. Uh, they're, they haven't played Kaminga much. Moody, I think that they have been able to find Moody's. We haven't. We need a Moody. And he's young. Kaminga, they've thought could be future Giannis. Then mm-hmm. they don't play the motherfucking guy. Pool, obviously, you wonder about. I, I think if you're going to get that return for Drew, uh, I think that that is a win. Can I Brent, ask Brent Bills? Could I could I ask Bart a couple of follow up questions? Because I really don't have. A, for, I'd say because you don't you don't trade Drew, and the fact that Pete Bukowski was saying, you got to do that if it's available on Twitter, makes me hate it even more. But I have, a, I have a couple questions for Bart. Number one, is this the type of move that if you gave Bob Myers a truth pill, he would say he wishes he would have done two years ago? He wishes mm. he would have cashed in the Moody, the Kaminga, the Pool chips for the Wiseman chair. If he well, could probably, go back and they, gave, they gave Pool all that money. Haralabob, do you guys know who do you guys know who Haralabob is? Former mm-hmm. Mavs executive. Okay. Um, he, I mean, he said Jordan Poole is the second worst contract in the NBA, behind. I don't, I don't, I don't see his list, but I saw second worst contract in the league behind Christian Yelich, probably. Okay. Well, it, it will yeah. be soon. It will soon be right behind Chris Middleton, but yeah. But you don't. But you know how the NBA works. Sometimes you got to give a contract that you don't yeah. love, and it's just a problem that you deal with later. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really fault the words for that. I, just, I just totally. feel like. If you could, if the Warriors brass would be honest, they'd be like, all the trades that we're considering doing now with Poole and Moody and Kaminga, probably wish in hindsight we would have done these types of ideas and trades two years ago. The Bucks right? need, I don't want to say quantity over quality. I don't want to dismiss Moody and Kaminga. You're taking two long shots on guys with high ceilings, though, right? Which, do you, well, I think you're at the point you need to do that. Yeah, I you totally might. do too. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Bucks need an infusion of youth. And I mean, not just like, you know, crap youth, but like high ceiling, high draft pick youth. Like I, that's, I'm totally on the same page with you there, Bart. So another question for Bart, if Draymond Green does not punch Jordan Poole in the face this year, do you think this year is different in a significant way? Like, do you think we're talking about Poole as one of the worst contracts in basketball? And do you think he's unplayable in their most important game? I think that something like Poole sucks since then. 
That's what I'm it saying. It wasn't just like the chemistry, like, oh, that this means the chemistry is bad. Like, he punched the skill out of him. Well, and, and I feel awful in the playoffs. The other fallout I saw from that, to reference Grant's favorite NBA podcast, Bill Simmons and Ryan Rossillo on Sunday afternoons, is they were talking about that that might have changed Draymond, too, because Draymond didn't do some of the antagonistic stuff against the Lakers that he would typically do. Well, Draymond had because, money on the Lakers, so. Well, no, Draymond has his own next – who's he going to play for next year? So maybe there's more certainty. Draymond about, wants to do po- podcasts about the Lakers. Maybe. But, like, so there's, I think there's two things in play there. Like, there were two really interesting end-of-season comments from people. One was James Harden. Hey, what do you, how's your relationship with Doc Rivers? Uh, it's okay. Fine. It's fine. Like, okay, so it's terrible. Okay, got it. And the other one was when Jordan Poole was asked, like, about yeah. Draymond, and he was like, what can I say? It's a business relationship. Got it. You know, what you're not saying is obviously much more profound than what you're willing to say. And that's totally makes sense. Um, I don't think Jordan Poole is, you know, a washed player. He's coming off a really bad year in which he got paid. Um, but I would tell you this. There's yeah, this... I would make that trade, guys. I, I would make that trade. So let me let me ask you this side question to it. You're both familiar with Drew Holiday's comments on that one podcast about how he's going to retire at the end of his contract? Mm-hmm. You, that weighs right? into my trade decision, yes. Two more years until that contract. So do you take Drew Holiday at face value that he's retiring in two years? Let, let me just preface that by saying yes. Drew Holiday is not Draymond. He's not like just saying things to fill airspace on a podcast. Like he's a very sincere, non headline grabby player, Drew Holiday, that is. And I want to say I love Drew Holiday. And I was so happy I they too. got him. And I was the one barking up, you know, any tree that there, I he's find. gonna be exactly what you think Chris Paul is, but thank better. you, Grant. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. new material. But so so are we taking so just is Drew Holiday retiring in two years? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. like you take that at Absolutely. Drew Holiday's got bigger things to accomplish in this world. Yes. Remember when uh, Malcolm Brogdon's like, oh, he could be the president? Malcolm Brogdon is going to flame out of this league eventually, and we're never going to hear from him again. Drew Holiday's going to be what we thought Brogdon would be. No, Brogdon's going to be great. He's going to be donating trees. They both are. They're both doing awesome things. So let's let's not throw Brogdon. Brogdon, he's he's been too petty when he leaves teams to be president for me. I know well, I know what Drew Holiday is going to do. Drew Holiday is going to be Secretary of State in 15 years or so for President Alex Lazary. He'll be in his oh, cabinet. That's you really had me there for I was excited until the end part. Well, what that's pro- probably that's that's his that's his best track into politics. I would like to re-say so. I am I am pivoting to rooting for Alex Lazary. Oh, what? Well, now he's not a part of the team. Why? What the fuck that guy? He's and, awful. And things have not gone well since his departure. I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> this is all hinging on Alex Lazary. But you don't have Alex Lazary courtside getting in front of the camera on key shots. God. I know you're kidding because if you weren't, I would go after you on this. I'm not kidding. Why are you rooting for him? What's wrong? I want him to Alex do big Lazary. things. If John Horst believes Drew Holiday mm-hmm. about retiring in two years, you uh-huh. absolutely have to do this. Now, I just want to add real quick that there's a really good NBA trade machine out there that uses the type of metrics that Bart absolutely loves, and it breaks down like so. How many like you know? It's all theoretical, right? But how R-A-S. many wins would this? How many? <laughs> it's not RAS. How many wins would this add? 
how many wins would this subtract in this trade proposal? So, so it's not just like, oh, the math works. It's and it says that the Bucks would lose three wins by trading. I, I, they, 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 they didn't, I never even look at that. That's so fucking stupid. I'm, 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 it's just it's just I'm again I'm for the trade, even though I'm pro analytics and pro crazy metrics. The I Bucks should. Tests. The, I mean, if the Bucks came back next year with Giannis, Brooke, Poole, Kaminga, Moody, and they traded Middleton for Jalen Green, like that would be fucking awesome. That would be that would be awesome. I would. Yeah, be they so, got to make train. They got to make changes. That would be just the coolest. All right, um, let's let's go. I know Bart, you've got okay. Um, any other thoughts on that on the holiday? Warriors Just trade? gonna have to be a different man. No, I think we. I think we is, 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 is there anything you'd want to sub in to put Wiggins in there instead? Mathematically, it would probably have to yeah, be Wiggins for pool, then, and then you don't get pool. But then, why are the Warriors doing it? The Warriors aren't rebuilding. Neither one of these teams are rebuilding. The Warriors have Steph, who's really good. Well, sure, but so but take it from like the Bucks' perspective, because if the Bucks are like, sure. well, we we you know we don't want pool, we want Wiggins. Maybe the trade falls apart then. I don't know. But they could still re-sign Draymond and bring him. So they'd still have Draymond, Looney, Steph, Clay, and then they'd have Drew. You know, like, so, I don't know. If you're basically, if you're them, you're basically swapping uh, Wiggins minutes for Holiday's minutes. But for the Bucks, would you rather Poole or Wiggins? If like if that was your option, like you get Kaminga and Moody. Well, and Wiggins, you get rather have Wiggins. Wiggins is a significantly better player, but now he's playing point guard. The the day Paul the day of the combo guard is over. We're about to get a, a traditional point guard renaissance in the NBA. Someone who can what about, take I mean, what about offense? We're we're there. We're getting there. The Bucks already don't like Drew Holiday's already not a true point guard, and now all of a sudden, if he's gone and Wiggins takes his place, you really you don't even have a combo guard, let alone a traditional point guard. Which is I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, Wiggins is clearly a better player, but he's four years older than Jordan Poole. Wiggins, keep in mind, early in his career was like. Is he motivated? Remember when the Timberwolves gave him his Supermax extension? The, the the Timberwolves owner at the time said, okay, I'll do this for you if you promise you're going to keep trying hard. Like, that was a real thing that happened with Andrew yeah, I don't think you can – no, they're not even the, – you have to be like Wiggins or Kaminga. But mathematically – so from a salary perspective, though, Poole and Wiggins are the two – They're high, not giving up. They're not, they're not giving up. Uh, they, unless, unless they're the Bucks not giving up like, Wiggins. In, okay, they will but, put Poole on the side of the road – on bulky waste day, they're not giving up Wiggins. I think if the Bucks did agree to like pool Kaminga Moody for Holiday, the now Bucks if you want to give up Wiggins, then you got to look at giving them Middleton. You want to go well? Then now you have to find a lot more salary. Now you could do Wiggins. <clears throat> yeah, they would. I would. I think they'd be interested in Middleton, but they still need a guy like. I think they need a guy like Drew. They need Drew. I mean, the Warriors need Drew Holiday, or they at least need a Drew Holiday type. And there's not a ton of Drew Holiday types. All right, um, one one more um, NBA related one. Um, I saw this. Uh, forget who is that? Bobby Marks is that who that typically does the contract stuff at ESPN? Ish. Do you guys know that Jason Tatum is eligible for a five year, three hundred and eighteen million dollar extension? We all have our. I think we as NBA fans, we all have our breaking point of like. That's just too much money. I remember it happening on a radio station, 1250 AM with some of the afternoon radio hosts when the bucks were going to give Chris Middleton 14 million a year. And they were just like broken by the concept of Chris Middleton making 14 million. 
And I just thought, well, that's just silly. You know, you old guys, that's just silly. Like that's, that's a perfect. But now I want to say this. I'm just wondering, is this like $318 million <laughs> is a third of a billion. And Bart, you've reminded us how many zeros there are in a billion, how it's a hundred million or whatever your phrase is. It's basically a million dollars a game. My question for you is, are we officially in ridiculous contract territory? So we're officially in NBA ridiculous contract territory. Mm-hmm, or mm-mm. or you can pivot that and say we already were. I, I don't know. But I've, I've, I'll tell you, seeing 318 for five years kind of broke me a little bit in terms of like, yeah, what? What's going on? I remember, Paul. It's, so it's about $63 million a year. Um, yeah. There's going to be some Massachusetts state tax on that. And then all these other states got this thing called the jock tax, which is basically if you come and play in Milwaukee, like we're taking taxes, we're benefiting Wisconsin from Jason Tatum's salary being here on the jock tax. Uh, then he's got to like pay guys to train him, and he's got to like get gas to the game and he's got to like, you know, he buys shoes and then he's got to get, he's basically only making about three, $4 million a year. Uh, when all said and done. So I would say, yeah, uh, I think we're fine. Look, it's an entertainment product. As long as the dollars are coming in, the dollars need to go out. I, I just saw an old interview. Uh, maybe I don't know how old it is, but your guy Howard Stern was interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. And Jerry Seinfeld yeah, turned Yeah, I watched down... the same fucking thing last night. Why? Oh, I don't know. We, we have the same algorithm feeding us stuff. Um, but that Jerry turned down $110 million for a final season of Seinfeld. And, That's and a 10-year-old Jerry... clip. Why did we both watch it last I night? I, are we plugged in? I mean, are we sharing an account? And, and I've seen the clip 15 times. I've listened to the interview 18 times. We both probably stop when they serve us Howard clips. We're like, oh, let's listen to this. But the point is, like, in what year was that? 1999? They were going to give a guy $110 million. And and Jerry said he could have got more than that. Like, what were the, the the cast of Friends was making? How much per episode in those final couple seasons? So anyway, it's not like you're right. It's a, It's an entertainment product. But like. I guess I guess I just ended up laughing when I saw 318 million. I thought, okay, like maybe we could probably dial back TV rights money and stadium ticket price money so that we're not making a million dollars. The the thing that I would be pissed about that I think the people that have the most right to be pissed, the farmers are who the farmers. Yeah, these motherfuckers, they wake up before the sun comes up. They don't go to bed until after the sun's down. And you think. You think, oh, all they do is farm. Like, all they do is, you know, till the weeds and pick up shit and, you know, fix the wagon wheel. But once they get back after dinner, they got to fucking do all these bullshit taxes. They got to apply for subsidies. Uh, they got to do all this. Like, they basically, basically, you don't have free time except for when you're taking a dump as a farmer. And even that, you're thinking, could I uh, compost this? So you have no fucking time as a farmer. So, yeah, they should be – it should be farmers, teachers, and I don't know about doctors. I mean, I think they're making pretty good money. They're also making – like, we – it shouldn't be five to, like, pass off a lot of their work to the assistants. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, okay. So you went to college for eight years. So did Van Wilder. He's not a millionaire. <laughs> I think that I am way not even comprehending what I'm saying. But I'd be pissed if I was anyone that ever played before Jason Tatum. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, because I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like, oh, this guy got fifty million dollars for a movie. This guy got three hundred million dollars to play basketball. That that. But if like twelve fifty came back from the dead, and then they hired a morning show guy, 
and paid him $120,000. You'd be, be so like, pissed. Fuck this. Right. Yeah. By the way, I'm not pissed that Tatum is going to make that. It It's just like, it just is like, holy sh! Like, you know. It's very close to a million dollars a game, which means in not that many years it will be a million dollars a game. And I'm just like, it was just an, it was a, um, what's that called? Like a, um, I don't know. What a am point I of no return, a tipping point. Well, they're they're past. It's definitely a tipping point. Um, sticker shock is the ah, word I'm looking sticker for. Sticker shock. Like I was just like like I, I immediately screenshot it so I could put it in my mm-hmm, like notepad because I was just like. It was for the first time. I mean, like we have like Russell Westbrook making 50 a year and I was kind of like, Oh, okay. Like 50 a year. But for some reason over 300 just kind of grabbed me. All right. Um, last NBA bucks one. And then we can either stop or we can do something else. We can stop. I have one question for you. I'll ask you right now. If you could have your wife dress as any Disney princess for a night uh, at the Sybaris, who would it be? <laughs> Remember Chuck loved the Sybaris. Paul, you have an answer, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, like you might feign, like, oh, who would it be? I feel like you have, and that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, you might feign, but you got fucking Jasmine's dress in your closet, and I, and that's and and I'm not criticizing, but don't pretend like you need a, a moment of time to think about this. Yeah, because you basically, know. which Disney princess do you find attractive the most? Which which, car, which cartoon character? Disney. Uh, princesses i'm not going to entertain that one oh. i've never thought about it that's see that sounds that's, that's, every that's time i watch frozen i'm like doing porn searches of chicks that look <laughs> almost like elsa um <laughs> that i'll keep in. do you want one more box question or no why do you look like daredevil right now it's a pretty cool look right yeah i don't know i think we're good no, I want one more. Fine. You okay? Yeah, no, fine. You're sure. Okay, fine. The Nuggets and the Bucks supporting casts around their superstars. So it's basically like Murray, Gordon. I had this like KCP, Bruce Brown, MBJ, and uh, and Michael Jeff Porter Green. Jr. against like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Portis, Grayson, the Bucks have a better supporting cast around their superstar compared to the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bucks is disappointing because they have a lot of depth and then they didn't use them in the playoffs. If you're going to focus on depth, then like use the depth. I The Nuggets have like a top eight and they, they do not care about anyone else on their team. Right. That's what they play. Right. So it works. Okay. I think the Bucks big three, when they're all healthy, I would take the Bucks big three. One through eight, I would take the Nuggets. So you would I take Bruce Drew, Brown, Chris, and Brooke over Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, but Bruce Brown is an awesome piece, and I'm not really sure the Bucks have their – I don't know if their five or six man is on that level. No, they're not. And, he, and by the way, I take KCP over anyone outside of that Bucks yeah. top three. Too. And I, I also think Denver's done a really good job of putting guys around Jokic that fit around Jokic mm-hmm. really, really well. Whereas Giannis can't shoot threes and the Bucks struggle to find a supporting cast that can rally to, you know, combine shoot 27. Could you pull up the Denver Nuggets roster? Yeah, I did. The, I just did this the other day. when I, I, was I, would, I would like to do a little game where I'm the contestant. Oh, I, got I feel you. like I can go 
I'd get at least 14 of the 15 Lakers right now. Okay, sure. I'm ready for you. Same with the Celtics and same with the Heat. <clears throat> I'm ready when you are. But I'm not sure that I can get 10 Nuggets. Go for it. So, Jokic, Murray, KCP, MPJ, Jeff Green, Bruce Brown. Am I missing a starter? Mm, that- oh, Aaron Gordon. There you go. Uh, Chandler Brown. Close, but not. Chandler Braun? No. Well, you're getting closer. Christian Braun. Christian Braun, yeah. Did you see what Grant did? No. He did Father, Son, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Trying to help man. Um, Eight. You have eight. I know. Fuck. Kanchar. See, that's a, huh? Victor Kant, Kanchar. Kanchar. Oh, that's yeah. Helping. Well, I think no, he's... No, no, no. Do it with me because I'm rugging into okay. it. You want to listen to him groan for five minutes before we end no. the podcast trying to think of more? So Kinda. that's nine. The Vladko Kankar. Mm-hmm. Who did they trade for? Um, who did they get back in the trade for? Or was it just seconds? They might have just got seconds back nope. for Bones. I know what you're thinking. In exchange for who? Bones Highland. Nope, they got something back. Oh, oh no, they didn't. No, not for Bones. But they did a different trade that I thought you were going to reference. Who did they trade with? Who else is on their team? The Lakers. Or give it away. The Lakers is. Yep. Keep going down the Lakers path. Who the fuck did the Lakers give them? Horton Tucker. A big guy. No, he's on the Utah. Yep. Who's the, who? Who was a Lakers big man earlier this season? Former Wizard. Oh, Bryant. Yeah, Thomas. Oh, Bryant. good pull. I wouldn't have got that. That's a draft. Bryant's game. there. Thomas yep. Bryant. Mm-hmm. See, these guys never play. That's the point. What about the guy who's played on more NBA teams than anyone in NBA history? Did you not get that one? I didn't hear this guy named. Jeff Green. No. Well, Jeff is correct, but like that's not who. I'm... They have a guy, uh, they have a point guard on their team who's played for 14 NBA teams, I believe. Oh, Josh Johnson. No. What? Quarterback. That guy. Niners. Hold on, let me, who are gonna, the other guys? Just name them now. I'm going to close Ish, my Disney Princesses tab and open the Denver Nuggets. Right I'm going to close Ish, my Martha Ish Stewart. Smith. Ish Smith is the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. I forgot. They also have one of Kevin Durant's best friends who he forced the Nets to sign for $40 million. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Jordan. Jordan, yeah. <laughs> um, lest we forget Reginald Jackson. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. What about... Uh, Gillespie, relative of... Um, Gordy Gillespie, relative of uh, Ryan See, this is my point. They also have um, uh, the former singer of the White Stripes. Jack White. Thank you, Paul. They have Jack White. Overrated singer and or guitar player? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not Do my you know style, so, friends with I, don't, so I don't know. It's just a lot of noise. It's a lot of noise. Give me one other team that's still left. Now that Peyton, I... wa- Peyton Watson, Bart, you want to do? And, and also, I think you could have gotten Zeke Naji. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was thinking of uh, uh, Niang from the Sixers. And bang, bang, George you, Niang. You would get the Heat in the 76ers and the Lakers. Those. I don't or the know. Celtics. Celtics. Give me the Celtics. You should and do. Then just we're done. This. All right. Hold, hold, go ahead. You, you can start while I pull it up because the first. Handful are obvious. Tatum, Brown. Oh, he just got traded. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Tatum, Tatum Brown. Brown, Horford, Smart, Williams, Williams, Brogdon, 
White, Pritchard, Hauser. Uh, that's 10. Yep. Uh, Blake Griffin. Mm, good pull. Um, the uh, Cornette, Luke Cornette. Yeah. This is part of the podcast. Going to do numbers. <laughs> um, I like these games. I would listen to the shit out I mean, of I mean, I do too. Luke Cornette. Uh, uh, fuck, am I at 12? Yeah, 12. That's pretty good. I think these last few are difficult. Give me the first initial of the last name. M. Oh, I was going to go with M. Oh. M-M. His initials are M-M? Uh-huh. M-M. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. M-M. Uh, Mac Miller? Yes. R.I.P. Mike Muscala. Oh, Muscala. Yeah. Muscala. Okay. And then, like, at some point, Muscala is going to have a 20 point. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then Grant was doing a different one who has not played this year. I also, the same letter, first name, last name, right? No. Who? An MM and a, isn't there a PP? He did I said Peyton Richard. He did. Peyton oh, Richard. you said Peyton Richard. How about um, DG? DG. He was once traded for Carmelo Anthony. I don't know. Danio Gallinari. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then are you going to get Justin Champagny? Gallinari uh, played pretty well against no. the Bucks in the conference. Are you going to are you going to get JD Davison? No. There, All right, man. podcast is over, but for YouTube, I still want to do the Heat and Lakers. <laughs> All right, cool.